Welcome back to Live Vocabulary. I am Serena Hussein and this is a return to the Rick Rubin book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And we are on area of thought too, although Rick hasn't numbered these, but because there are 78 and I'm going through them one at a time in order, I'm giving them a number. So this one is called tuning in. So I'm really glad that you're here. Life vocabulary content is for the reflective, creative, but also the critical thinker. And that's why I've been creating content on the Life Academy podcast since 2016. Uh, welcome. And I hope this one gives you lots of insight and value. Let's get into this. So tuning in. I'll start reading. Think of the universe as an eternal creative unfolding. Trees blossom. Cells replicate, rivers forge, new tributaries. The world pulses with productive energy and everything that exists on this planet is driven by that energy. Every manifestation of this unfolding is doing its own work on behalf of the universe, each in its own way true to its own creative impulse. Just as trees grow flowers and fruit, humanity creates works of art. The Golden Gate Bridge, the White Album, Guernica, Hagia, Sophia, the Sphinx, the Space Shuttle, the Autobahn, Claire de Lune, the Colosseum in Rome, the Phillips screwdriver, the iPad, Philadelphia cheesesteak. Look around you. There are so many remarkable accomplishments to appreciate. Each of these is humanity being true to itself. As a hummingbird is true to itself by building a nest, a peach tree by bearing fruit and a nimbus cloud by producing rain. Every nest, every peach, every raindrop and every great work is different. Some trees may appear to make more beautiful fruit than others and some humans may appear to compose greater works than others. The taste and beauty are in the eye of the beholder. How does the cloud know when to rain? How does the tree know when spring begins? How does the bird know when it's time to build a new nest? The universe functions like a clock. And there appears to be a passage here. A verse, a poem, to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep, a time to build up, a time to 
breakdown, a time to dance, a time to mourn, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together. That's the end of that verse. These rhythms are not set by us. We are all participating in a larger creative act. We are not conducting. We are being conducted. The artist is on a cosmic timetable, just like all of nature. If you have an idea you're excited about and you don't bring it to life, it's not uncommon for the idea to find its voice through another maker. This isn't because the other artist stole your idea, but because the idea's time has come. In this great unfolding, ideas and thoughts, themes and songs and other works of art exist in the ether and ripen on schedule, ready to find expression in the physical world. As artists, it is our job to draw down this information, transmute it and share it. We are all translators for messages the universe is broadcasting. The best artists tend to be the ones with the most sensitive antennae to draw in the energy resonating at a particular moment. Many great artists first develop sensitive antennae not to create art, but to protect themselves. They have to protect themselves because everything hurts more. They feel everything more deeply. Often, art arrives in movements. Bauhaus architecture, abstract expressionism, French New Wave cinema, beat poetry, punk rock, to name a few from recent history. These movements appear like a wave. Some artists are able to read the culture and position themselves to ride that swell. Others might see the wave and choose to swim against the current. We are all antennae for creative thought. It's weird, every time I see antenna, instead of antenna, but antennae, okay. Some transmissions come on strong, others are more faint. I'm sorry for that. If your antenna isn't sensitively tuned, you're likely to lose the data in the noise. Particularly since the signals coming through are often more subtle than the content we collect through sensory awareness. Let me repeat that. Particularly since the signals coming through are often more subtle than the content we collect through sensory awareness. They are energetic, more than tactile, intuitively perceived, more than consciously recorded. I like that distinction. Most of the time we are gathering data from the world through the five senses, with the information that's being transmitted on high frequencies, we are channeling energetic material that can't be physically grasped. It defies logic in the same way that an electron can be in two places at once. This elusive energy is of great worth, though so few people are open enough to hold it. How do we pick up on a signal that can neither be heard nor be defined? The answer is not to look for it nor do we attempt to predict or analyse our way into it. Instead, we create an open space that allows it, a space so free of the normal, overpacked condition of our minds that it functions as a vacuum. 
drawing down the ideas that the universe is making available. This freedom is not as difficult to achieve as one might think. We all start with it. As children, we experience much less interference between receiving ideas and internalising them. We accept new information with delight instead of making comparisons to what we already believe. We live in the moment rather than worrying about future consequences. We are spontaneous more than analytical. We are curious, not jaded. Even the most ordinary experiences in life are met with a sense of awe, deep sadness, and intense excitement can come within moments of each other. There's no facade and no attachment to a story. Artists who are able to continually create great works throughout their lives often manage to preserve these childlike qualities. Practicing a way of being that allows you to see the world through uncorrupted, innocent eyes can free you to act in concert with the universe's timetable. This is... <laughs> this one's really blown me away. They're all blowing me away, which is why I'm quite glad to be taking my time with these. And I'm glad to be doing it like this, rather than consuming it as you would binge Netflix or binge uh, any series or book or art or film. I don't want to binge this at all. I want to savour it. And so I'm sharing my first reading of this book with you. I really recommend you get this because it's become almost like a something I look forward to doing. Um, and it feels like it's really speaking to me. And it's really speaking without ego or superiority it's connecting in a way that isn't with an agenda it's like it's speaking truths because it's reminding us of moments that we've actually experienced you know when he's talking about how we observe or experience with our five senses you know what about more than that and you know how does that how do we receive that he's talking about our antenna or antennae for creative thought some transmissions come on strong others are more faint if your antenna isn't sensitively tuned you're likely to lose the data in the noise particularly since the signals coming through are often more subtle than the content we collect through sensory awareness. The signals coming through are more subtle than what we collect through sensory awareness. They are energetic, more than tactile, intuitively perceived more than consciously recorded. You know, sometimes we're doing activities or taking little trips or taking everything in. And then we think that, you know, we believe that we're inspired. But we're just taking things in, you know, we're eating them, consuming them. 
inhaling them, swallowing them down through our senses, five senses, rather than just being present and being, and being, which is why this book is about a way of being. I am truly, really appreciating that distinction, because sometimes, you know, this whole thing about being productive as a creative, you start to think, oh yeah, I just got to get to work, (laughs) and, uh, as I, like, you know, engage all my five senses, I'm going to get somewhere, I'm going to achieve something, I'm going to create something. But actually, yes, that's possible, but how how true or authentic or rich is it? And where is it coming from? I'm so, I suppose there'll be that to come as well you know work and where does it come from if it's not coming from our five senses actually i think he's already talked about that that's why it's called tuning in the next one is going to be well the next one is called the next area of thought because he's got 78 the source of creativity so i'll be looking at that um in the next episode Thank you for listening. If you haven't liked or shared this already, then I would really appreciate it if you did. And of course, subscribe, follow, to left a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I will be back. I'm Serena Hussein and this is Life Vocabulary.